0: Well, hello and welcome to episode number 308 of the PTUK Plain Talking UK podcast so on today's fully actioned up show then we can say COVID-19 is going to be blamed for the collapse of the UK's biggest regional carrier, a mechanic is sentenced to three years in prison for aircraft tampering, and there's also big delays at Frankfurt due to a drone incident. In the military news this week, Air Force's top general has bad news for the KC-46 programme, and a UAV manufacturer wants to give aerial tankers their own uh, missile-laden drones. (laughs) But joining me this week in the PTUK studios, as always, and uh, he's, well, he's a bit worried because his clock's 10 seconds fast. But (laughs) welcome, Matt Smith.
1: Hello, hello. Did you miss me last week by any chance? I know you were 10 seconds late. Uh, Right. (laughs) Okay, rude.
0: Did I I miss you last week? Did I miss you last week? I, I. I have to say I'm, I'm getting better at this stuff, in fact. I I am think I'm getting better at this stuff. Right, okay. Um, Can I have that in writing? There's a few <laughs> there's a few minor I know, uh, I edited it. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, you did yeah. There's a few minor mistakes. Um, but I mean what what where do you reckon I am now?
1: Ninety percent there? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a strong 75, certainly, oh, but <laughs> that is so harsh. Absolutely. You, you, but, really uh, harsh. I, I did say to you, actually, because as, as I, was, I was meeting up with an old friend, I was actually, and not in, I should, by the way, I wasn't in the Caribbean, despite what you said. <laughs> uh, I, you I was listening. actually oh, in Costa, Costa del uh, Glasgow, uh, nice. and meeting up with an old friend. And uh, we were actually sat there listening to the show in the Wetherspoons uh, in Glasgow. So oh, nice. that was... Uh, Cheap there, yeah. then. Uh, yes, very much so. Oh, you yeah, should have I said was, I could have given you some badges. I had? I had proper haggis. Oof. Oh, what do you mean oof? Oh, dear. Anyway, well, that killed that conversation. Yeah, anyway, hi, Nev. Nice to see you. Welcome, <laughs> Nev. <laughs> Mr Bounds. Welcome uh, on to the show.
2: Yes, and uh, last week, Matt was sending uh, messages to me about Carlos's... Um, technical performance shall we say <laughs>
1: no no no, 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 no I, I, sorry that's really unfair but i do have a thing see i'll do it now you see because every time we every time we switch from camera to camera he kept doing this that looks nice was, yeah we're fading from what it's uh, done and, mm, and you don't uh, like that do you no i don't no. you don't like to fade no i don't like it. no right. i do between video and live, oh, okay oh, but okay. not. But not, do yeah, I need to, to? I've got. Do a we need manual, to? Do we I? need to
0: instigate a training manual for I the PTK so, yeah. studios? I think I should make
1: everybody yeah. sit in the studio, and then I, mm. they will have proper training and guidance.
0: See, everyone sitting at home in in the world of YouTube just looks and thinks, "Oh, it's all just seamless work."
1: To be fair, mate, I think everybody watching at home on YouTube really couldn't give a damn. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> to be fair. So but anyway, you know, first world problems and all that. You may have noticed we <laughs> Did are you missing. Miss me?
0: I oh, know. Just, just shush. <laughs> Okay. God, where's that bottle of scotch? I go. Yeah, okay. So, you may have noticed that we're missing a certain host for the show this week, and uh, Armando, unfortunately, he is in the world of flight, flightings uh, this week, and he's uh, busy flying around the the busy jetways of the US of A. So uh, Armando, if you're listening, or maybe listening, you, you, know, you never know, he might be at the flight level, I mean, I'd like
1: to think if he's flying, he
0: might be a little yeah. busy. Um, so uh, not Armando can't be with in. us, but uh, don't panic, because he has sent in a few little videos and stuff to play.
1: So yes, yes, so he's, he's here in spirit, if nothing else.
0: Yeah, so how are things with you Nev? Have you been uh, jaunting around uh, Europe as usual, or obviously with the, this hideous virus, destroying the world? <laughs> don't
1: start him off. Don't start
0: him off
2: start me off on that um no this week has been london uh but uh, driving my car around london this week has been very pleasurable very quiet very little traffic on the road <laughs> well there is uh, some th- positives then <laughs> i think people have you know we're just going to work from home or or self-isolate or whatever we call it these days um, right yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it was actually quite uh, quite reasonable driving around the High uh, Park Corner area, which is normally you know the, the, the grand madness that it <laughs> usually is. Yeah. Um, but uh, and the Bayswater Road, that was all very sensible. So was um, it? But uh, yeah, that's uh, a bit like it wasn't quite a Sunday morning driving, but right. it wasn't. No.
1: Uh, I mean, actually, Park Lane is quite a lot of fun uh, for anybody who has been in London. Actually, because uh, it's a bit of a standing start, isn't it? You can do a bit of sort mm. of rossing off the lights, and you know, it's uh, it's quite an exciting. Well, you do in banana. Well, you do absolutely. It'd be rude Barbie, not to. Everybody's not you know leave everybody standing in the banana. But, <laughs> actually, uh,
0: how, how are you getting on with uh, with the the Matmobile, the new Matmobile? Oh, uh, the
1: new Matmobile is very awesome. You'll be very proud of me because it's still very clean. Oh, good. Oh, I know, good, right, yes. And, and and it's still got a full tank of fuel in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't popped it up since uh, I bought it. I'm so okay. frightened to drive it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, sir. The, the, the Matmobile is blooming awesome. Lovely. Yeah, Good, yeah. good,
0: good. I'm pleased to hear good. that. Very much so.
1: Uh, can I just say, actually, I've got, I've, I've, I've got to say this, I'm sorry. Uh, I was watching APG last night. Oh, yeah. Any uh, uh, particular reason why? Well, uh, well, I just sort of tuned in because I didn't have anything else to do. Mm. Um, and then... Lo and behold, there was a certain Miami Rick reappear. <laughs> Miami Rick. Oh my goodness me! I've never been so happy to see somebody oh, on on a, on a podcast in my life. It was so good to see him. It was like a, it was like welcoming back an old fr- family mm. friend. You know what I mean? It was. Like, no, it's oh, good to I see know. him back on the show. It was. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, that that was just as a side to nothing.
0: Don't spoil it for me because I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I, oh, I, right. I tuned I, in for I the would... first. Five minutes and said hello to Jeff. Right. Okay. I, I in I that case, in. it was
1: you know it wasn't you, you oh, won't okay. you won't like
0: it. I'll download the audio <laughs> version. <That's it>. Exactly. <laughs> so we've got loads to get through this week. Loads of news. Obviously, it's been a news-packed, fills yeah, week of it? stuff this yeah. week, mostly to do with the. Uh, no, the don't guy, say that word. He'll get upset. Uh, yeah, mostly to do with that. Um, but um, we are going to start the show then, as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news. We're not going to. No, do... we're not oh no because we've got oh hold on it's it's top of the month isn't it yeah top absolutely. of the month but before we do actually <laughs> okay actually before we do i will just uh say a quick hello to uh my boss Stuart, who's watching as well so hello to you Stu. hope you're well he's he's not feeling very well this week oh is he not no, he's, he's Has got, he got the coronavirus he's not got is the he coronavirus, self-isolating though. He's, nef, nef, he is self-isolating
1: okay well that's good of him yeah. he's fine, he's fine. Uh, nev's got his hands ha- head in his hands i would show you but uh, i've got i've got the wrong buttons in in no. situ no yeah. i've got
0: my I've got my die. i'll be okay anyway uh,
1: so uh, it is the top of the month which means is we have one thing that
2: we need to do so nev what's going on Guessing. We call it payday here at <laughs> And it's to thank all of you excellent Patreon donors uh, that have donated uh, during uh, the last month. And they are Adam Spink, Andrew Wilson, Captain Jeff, Chris Griggs, Eric Graves, Evan Shue, Graham Haley, Jeff Ward, Jonathan Warner, Jordan Rose, Liz Piper, Magnus Rudebeck, uh, Masher, uh, Matt Caton, uh, Megan Carrion, uh, Myla, Owen, uh, Neil Lanwarne, Nicholas Hewitt, Nico Rager, uh, Philip Labe, Ray Williams, Ruben Wells, Stuart Backer, Stephanie Plummer, St- uh, Stuart Black, and Tanya Wyman. And those who are on the PayPal system, uh, the monthly donations, uh, they came in from Tony S, uh, Jenny Parkinson, Alan Loveday, mazuz karim dave willis and richard adams thank you very much indeed one and all we really appreciate your donations
1: oh yeah no it, it makes a huge difference to 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 us here isn't it it's nice because this, this you know the show pays for itself now which is which mm. is fantastic isn't well it, it? it yeah. paid for the three
0: hundred show in london it you know it did, covered yeah. that and um yeah, it also supplies obviously um, fresh cabling and stuff, which yeah. I think one of one of yours will have to be replaced soon. Oh really? Oh, mm-hmm. oh dear,
1: have I got have I got something failing? Have <laughs> <Yeah. I? laughs> oh dear! Uh, if you'd like to become a Patreon, then take yourself to the Patreon website. So how do you spell that? Is it P? A- oh, well, p-a-t-r-e-o-n there we are you patreon so, patreon.com yes. uh, search on there for plain talking UK uh, and then you can uh, become a patron doing that you don't have to do do that you can also use the link on our website uh, with Amazon
0: which i done today uh,
1: uh, right yes and when, <laughs> uh, that way you can sort of donate to the show if you like without actually having to physically pay for it which is great you just do your shopping through that link on our website which i done today uh, which Carlos did today uh, <laughs> yes we, we get a, like an advertising. <laughs> referral fee that we can then um use to, to put towards uh, uh cables and and such like uh, do you have a
0: look to see what people are buying through the amazon link uh,
1: it is it is possible to do that I, I i don't know if i dare oh okay i don't know if i dare uh, i mean
0: i i buy random things but right, i, I, I okay. brought
1: i'll tell you what before the end of the show i'll log in and have a look and uh, we'll I'd see what we see can this. find yeah, okay well, um, we
2: might have to uh, censor some of the things, yeah. especially if yeah. Captain l has been buying. Good products. point.
1: Yes, we may have to wait till after nine o'clock before I read the list out in Time. full. Certainly, but uh, yeah, there we are. Uh, yes, that'll be a treat for everyone. I'll, I'll look it up in a moment. Mm. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, we'd, we'd better do some news. I know. We? Yeah. So uh,
0: we are going to kick off the show now, as so we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if everyone is ready,
1: yes, 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 let's go.
0: So, kicking off this week's first news story, and this one is on the bbc.co.uk website. Uh, as you all know, for those of you who live in the UK and across the globe, will probably have known that uh, unfortunately this week uh, we said goodbye to a, another airline here in the UK, being Flybe. Uh, went into administration this week, uh, putting 2,000 jobs at risk. Uh, after a bid for fresh financial support failed. The Exeter-based carrier said the impact of the coronavirus outbreak on demand and demand for air travel was partly to blame for its collapse. Uh, Flyby boss Mark Anderson said he was very sorry for the firm's collapse. In a letter to the airline staff, Chief uh, Chief Executive Mark Anderson said, despite every effort, we have no alternative, having failed to find a feasible solution to allow us to keep trading. In response to the collapse, the UK government said it was ready to help Flybe's workers find new jobs and it would work with uh, other airlines to replace services. Uh, they said that, that we're working closely with industries to minimise any disruption to routes operated by Flybe, including looking urgently at how routes uh, not already covered by other airlines can be re-established uh, by the industry. Uh, Transport Secretary Grant Shapps said that everyone was gutted about the news and added that we really tried everything we could to turn Uh, take make turn this year unfortunately with the situation that's developed uh, with the virus uh, an already weak company I'm afraid has just not been able to survive so obviously it's upset lots of passengers hasn't it guys across uh, across the UK Um,
1: yeah we'll be
0: obviously in these situations as we say all the time you have to always not just it's not just the passengers who are affected mm. oh, very it's all much the staff not, yeah. you know the pilots the crews the engineers the, ca- the cabin crews it's mm. all those people who you know have, have turned up for work on, you know, and you know, been, you know they've lost their jobs essentially they've got yeah. their job um, just a few summary bits about Flybe. just for those of you who may not know, Flybe started operations in 1979 as Jersey European Airways. Uh, in 2002 they rebranded to Flybe. Uh, 2010 they floated on the stock exchange and uh, they uh, had here, 2010 they poured money into orders worth $1.3 billion for 35 Embraer ERJ-175s I should say. Um there's also lots of things here about obviously uh, the the part with Stobart played and obviously 2019 saw the airline being brought by a consortium uh, with Cyrus Capital, Stobart Group and Virgin Atlantic collectively being known as Connect Airways Consortium. Uh, February 2020 slump in bookings, uh, uh, they said here that could have been down to the wonderful virus that everyone's talking about now
1: what virus is that carlos oh
0: dear. we will ask Nev <laughs> in a moment oh, okay Can't so wait. of the 120 routes <laughs> flown by the airline approximately 88 are not served by uh, any other carrier it's safe to say i mean i listened to the news this week obviously and, and um flyby did have quite an extensive network within mm. within the uk and yeah. uh, and europe as well
1: um, I think it's also worth mentioning at this point actually that Loganair have agreed to take on uh, some of uh, yeah. Flybe's routes. So uh, they take on 16 as far as I'm aware. Uh, the routes uh, from existing Logan Air base airports at Aberdeen, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Inverness and Newcastle will be launched over the next four months. They include services between Aberdeen and Belfast City, Edinburgh and Manchester and Glasgow and Exeter. The uh, airline said it aimed to maintain essential air connectivity within the UK regions to keep customers flying. EasyJet
0: mm. uh, have stepped in. They announced they? that they would fly staff members home for free. Uh, for 24 hours after the collapse. So I think that helped quite a bit as well. Mm. It's always nice to see airlines helping each other in these situations. Yeah, definitely.
2: Nev, what are your thoughts? Mm. Well, I don't understand it. I know this is going to be a very naive thing to say, but if you think about the routes that Flybe had and in terms of the regional connectivity that they offered from Aberdeen down to Exeter, um, you know, Manchester glasgow edinburgh what they were doing flying in and out of london gatwick and london heathrow i will never know because the costs associated with that must be absolutely horrific but if you think about it they've got more or less exclusivity on all of these other regional routes you know the what i would call the the diagonal routes across the country um and there's very nobody else competing and in the case of southampton for example 95 percent of the ops uh, were flyby um and they are operating you know low cost aircraft with low running costs the dash eight and they were operating the Embraer 175 and I think they had a couple of 195s as well Um, so they've got all the right ingredients and why they could not make it work I will never know Um, I just don't understand it now I do realize that Um, some of the press have been talking about the Brexit thing Mm. um, where they are selling um, in pounds and they're buying in dollars effectively. So, you know, whether it's fuel or, or, you know, uh, aircraft maintenance or parts or whatever it is um, in some cases. But nonetheless, without any real competition on any of the routes apart from probably the Channel Islands routes... um, i really don't understand what why this happened and there might be there might be a bit of the coronavirus business in the last month or so i mean but...
1: it, i mean it certainly had an impact on on everyone mm. decide, yeah. you know booking flights hasn't it i mean it's it's uh it's uh, it, it's got to be sort of part of it so i uh, one of the stories that i was reading about this they were they were saying that essentially um they were sort of promised some help by the government essentially that was then withdrawn is that correct or have i
2: never really happened i don't think yeah
1: Uh, but i mean is that is that essentially that they were trading on a promise that was then rescinded or i mean it's because we were talking about this a few weeks ago weren't we i mean it wasn't that long ago where they were in trouble but they were saved at the the last minute
2: again at christmas and the start of january we're having this conversation as i say um i i really don't understand why they they couldn't make this work properly because with such a excellent uh, route network and also you know going into places like Amsterdam as well uh, was, was really useful um, so very very odd I, I do not really understand the, the full story here I think that um, the government's desire to um, level up as they keep saying um, so that they've got so that the regions have good connectivity um, and it's good to see that Logan Air and Easy have um, stepped up and, and taken some of these routes I think there'll be some more as well so we'll, we'll see what happens but um they they can't afford to lose connectivity from exeter and southampton for example th- th- mm. those are you know absolutely key um uh, hubs and, and routes mm. uh, for people to go in and out of.
0: do you not think as well just before we move on to the next story that it, it may have been a big pricing as well personally i've looked at their flights for the, you know a few years now mm-hmm to go up to edinburgh you know we've looked going yeah. to edinburgh yeah. for a little jaunt um for a sort of long weekend and when you compared the prices of flights with say easyjet yeah. to yeah. to uh flyby the flyby flights really double the price yeah
1: yeah i mean this uh there was uh, so that i mean because there were sort of loans and stuff that were being sp- spoken about when they said so the two loans were separate but stemmed from talks back in january uh one is a sort of time to pay deal the other was an actual loan the loan mm. Uh, had a load of cravats um, and, and had to be further negotiated and that's, what, that's basically where the talks broke down. I mean it's also that I mean there is that the trouble is is I guess if you're having help from the government you know it seems very unfair perhaps I, I apologise if I'm speaking a little bit out of turn um, but it seems a little bit unfair that if you're if you know if you're going to help out Flyby then you have to help out people like Ryanair and EasyJet and all that because they, although they're not classed as regional carriers they are nevertheless doing a lot of these you know there's a lot of sort of Stansted to, to dublin for example i mean you could argue that's technically a a regional route perhaps mm. I, I don't know it's um it it's it's a tricky one isn't it really because it's like if you're going to help one then you've got to help all of them surely um and of course we lost bmi not that long ago wasn't it um was it bmi mm. yeah
2: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. BMI, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I... So, if you if you take um, yeah, uh, Monarch, Thomas Cook, yeah. BMI, and now Flybe, that that's four failures within the space of three years, isn't yeah. it? And, big, uh, and the, big the, the burnt, you know, tin pot airlines these were quite uh yeah, well established. Established, yeah. yeah absolutely
1: yeah. i mean obviously as as we said a moment ago i mean we're, we're sort of spitballing here i guess we'll ne- never really know the the full ins and outs of it but obviously our hearts go out to certainly i think in our case uh, not so much for the passengers. I'm sorry they've had inconvenience, but obviously we're all feeling for everybody Stanley. who worked for that. What was certainly seen by those that worked and flew with them and all that kind of thing as a wonderful airline. Mm. I mean, I've never heard any negative reports about Flybe and their service or or their pilots or their planes or anything. I mean, it's oh, you couldn't t- miss the planes. Well, no, exactly. <laughs> I, so, I mean, you know, obviously, so so sad that yeah. these wonderful people are out of work I mean it's just uh, your heart sinks every time you see a story like this don't you so the next story moving on from
0: Matt uh, this is quite interesting because it's uh, one of the biggest uh, low-cost carriers having a possible change in yeah uh,
1: I I guess in some respects perhaps this is slightly inevitable I guess given all the trouble that I'm gonna say the word the 737 Max moving on sorry Um, Yeah, Flight Global is the source, and the headline is Ryanair Chief Leaves Door Open to Airbus Order. So Ryanair Group Chief Executive Michael O'Leary would be open to ordering Airbus A320s, provided the European manufacturer can come up with the right offer. So the A320 is a great aircraft, he told uh, Sirium at the A4E Aviation Summit in Brussels, although he stresses that uh, so too is the Boeing 737 MAX. So he's still sticking... Uh, You know, still sticking up for them, I guess. So the Airbus aircraft are more expensive than the Boeing aircraft. So an A320 operator um, like Lauda uh, makes less money than Ryanair does, says O'Leary. Also, there's more intense competition in Vienna, ultimately, Uh, The difference is like that between the Toyota Corolla and the Volkswagen Golf. They both fulfil exactly the same function. The question is, can you buy cheaper? I mean, that's one way of (laughs) looking at it. Uh, O'Leary, who reveals that he took a call from Airbus last week, adds, I would talk to Airbus and Boeing if the price was right and the slots came up. Uh, Asked whether he expected Ryanair to have any Airbus aircraft in its fleet in 10 years' time. He responded, I doubt it, uh, but I think there's every chance we'll have Airbus aircraft in the louder. Because they've all they've already got, yeah. yeah. They've already got um, Airbus stuff in there, haven't they? Uh, Ryanair has 50 Max jets on order, but deliveries have been delayed. Have they? Uh, by the aircrafts grounding, forcing the airline to scale back its expansion plans. Uh, it will now not take delivery of its first Max until winter 2020. Despite this, O'Leary recently said that the airline is in discussions to purchase more of the jets. And I actually, I, I suppose, uh, sorry, Nev, the word coronavirus is about <laughs> to be said again. Um, it. <laughs> I know he's rolling his eyes. out me you know, um but it, i i guess at the moment given the fact that you know the max is still on the ground um and people aren't sort of booking flights perhaps because of uh let's say an overreaction to to the coronavirus thing uh maybe he's quite grateful they are on the ground but moving away from the whole virus thing, oh okay all right you
0: know you, you've said this before a million times in the yeah. show, actually matt you know if you if you've got a fleet of um you know if you've got a fleet of boeings yeah and then you go and sling some mare buses in that's yeah, a whole absolutely. different it's set a, of training a whole new set of different um, engineering parts. absolutely parts and labor yeah. and everything else yeah. so it's realistically more, he's not likely to move no, away is no, he? No. he's gonna stick with boeing yeah absolutely um, yeah yeah so moving on to the next story and nev
2: it's good news for boeing <laughs> finally uh, on the <laughs> com website uh, it says that Boeing had just conducted its first taxi test uh, on the Boeing 737 MAX 10. Uh, the test was run on the uh, 3rd of March uh, today, uh, in uh, Renton uh, in Washington state. Uh, taxi tests are a routine part of an aircraft's design and certification process. It involves a series of taxi and runway manoeuvres, including accelerating down the runway. Uh, taxi tests do not involve becoming airborne. I would never have thought that. Uh, The uh, Max 10 is yet to undertake its first test flight, though. Boeing told Simple Flying that they are on track to do so later in 2020. Uh, Deliveries were expected to commence later this year, but are now expected to begin in 2021. That, of course, is subject to the worldwide grounding of the 737 Max aircraft being lifted. Um, And the aircraft is the uh, the Max 10 is the biggest aircraft in the Max family. It'll be powered by the latest technology CFM International Leap 1B engines and feature advanced technology winglets. Boeing sky interior, large flight deck displays, and other features designed to deliver the best possible flight experience. At 43.8 metres in length, the MAX 10 just pips the length of the MAX 9. In comparison, the MAX 8 is 39.52 metres in length, and the MAX 7 is is 35.56 metres in length. All four aircraft in the MAX family have the same wingspan at 35.56 metres. Whilst the MAX 10 can carry the most passengers, uh, up to 230 depending on cabin configuration, it has the shortest range of the four aircraft. The MAX 10 can fly up to 6,110 kilometres, which is pretty good for a narrow-body jet, but the smaller aircraft in the MAX family can go further, and the best performer is the MAX 7, which can fly up to 7,130 kilometers. Boeing has sold over 3,200 MAX aircraft. Uh, I'm sorry, Max 8 aircraft. MAX 10 is the second most popular variant in the MAX family, having sold 550 of the aircraft, all of which are yet to be delivered. Uh, customers include Aircap, multiple uh, aircraft leasing companies, Copa Airlines, Fly Dubai, Goal, Lion Air, Malaysian Airlines, 2E, and Sky Up Airlines. The biggest customer is United Airlines and United have put their hand up for 100 Max 10 aircraft. The United order dates back to June 2017, uh, which must seem like a lifetime ago for Boeing. Uh, at that time, Andrew Levy, United Airlines Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer, said the 737 Max 10 will enable us to continue to use using larger and more efficient aircraft within our domestic network and better meet the needs of our customers today and into the future. Uh, United expects to take delivery of its first MAX 10s later in 2020. Of course, with the MAX aircraft grounded and production suspended, the original timelines won't stick. United Airlines was flying 14 MAX 9s prior to the grounding 12 months ago. It had planned to be operating 30 Maxes by now. But the MAX 10 taxi test today represents a bright spot for both Boeing and the customers, like United Airlines, who have ordered the aircraft. Despite all the problems at Boeing, things are still moving forward. Well, some good news finally, at least. Um, and uh, I think that, um, well, as long as everything is, is on track, I obviously the, the aircraft I believe now will be back in the air at some point. Uh, I must say, if you'd asked me that question, I don't know, three or four months ago, I'd be a bit doubtful about it. But it looks, mm. it looks more promising, doesn't it? It that, is. That it
0: sits is... in between, believe it or not. That um, the Max Ten sits in between the 757 200 and 300 nev with passenger capacity Mm. Mm. so if you if you take like say for instance the um 757 200 which seats uh 224 224 passengers and the dash 300 that seats i think that's maximum certified is 295 i think on the uh 300 series so the max 10 kind of almost fills the 757 gap i suppose Mm. if you look at it like that yeah
1: so, so, it's good news for the Boeing seven three seven Max, just not the what the Max that everybody's talking about, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I, I
0: really don't. You think that there, there's a, I think there's a str- little possibility that when this all gets sorted, that they'll change the name.
1: Do you think? Yeah, <laughs> I just
0: have this. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Because of the the whole thing surrounded by the Max name, everyone knows this the Max, blah blah blah. I just think they will they're gonna rebrand it. You reckon?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a bit sceptical. I've got to be honest. <laughs> mm. I think. Well, the trouble is, is because everybody. Also, people aren't stupid. They won't get fooled by it. True. Not geeks anyway. No. No, quite. So
0: Armando is up next uh, is. with uh, yeah. this next story. So this one is on the airlinerwatch dot com website.
3: Hey guys, this short article from Airliner Watch, um, an Air Canada Bombardier CRJ nine hundred was forced to return to the San Francisco International Airport on March 1st. Um, That was shortly after takeoff due to smoke in the cockpit and uh, smoke in a lavatory. The flight number 8839 from the airline's subsidiary, Air Canada Express, took off from San Francisco International Airport for Vancouver on March 1st. Shortly after takeoff, the flight crew noticed smoke in the cockpit, and the cabin crew also reported smoke in one of the lavatories. Uh, The Air Canada flight returned to the San Francisco International Airport and landed safely. Obviously, emergency crews were ready on the runway to intervene when the plane landed. Uh, They reported 71 passengers on board, which were quickly evacuated via the emergency exits. Some of the passengers were uh, also evacuated from the aircraft using the wing exits, and they jumped to the ground. I think there's some videos out there for that. So far, no injuries reported. Uh, passengers were reported to the terminal, and, of course, the FAA is investigating.
0: Thanks for that, Armando. And we do miss him. Yeah, we absolutely. Do. He'll miss be him.
1: back soon, by the way, live. He'll be back soon, live. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, so. I think it's two weeks' time, I think he'll be back live with us. Mm. Yeah, so looking forward do to you that. know what
0: I was looking at? the Aviation Herald website this week and because I like to have a look on there every day and I have the app on my phone as well Mm. Um, but I was looking on there this week and uh, I forget I did make a note at home of how many but there's quite a few instances um, of smoke uh, instance on the CRJ 900 I don't know whether Mm. that's you know whether people like having a a cigarette on the (laughs) the aircraft but oh right um, but yeah in this day and age in this day and age (laughs) but uh, yeah smoke from the lavatories as well it's uh I don't know, uh, NEV, you know, it's one of these things we see quite a bit on the Aviation Herald, not just with the CRJ, but there's also quite, if you look on the first kind of page on on, Av, on the Aviation Herald site, there's quite a few aircraft, and a lot of them as well, the A320s as well, that are having these kind of smoke incidents, NEV
2: yes there aren't they and um but of course the other thing is that people do occasionally mistake it for air conditioning or, or condensation as well in the um in the cabin area i've certainly been on a number of a320s where it's been warm outside and uh the air ducting above the um where the uh, Baggage holders are, um, you know, you do get a lot of condensation coming out there. But nonetheless, yeah, you know, these are, you know, genuine smoke events by the sounds of things, not not condensation or anything like that. So, um, yeah, mm. interesting.
0: So, moving on to the next story. This one is on the Miami dot com. Oh, I'd love to go to Miami. <laughs> I will do one day. Right. And uh, this one is regarding an airline. That, is that uh, where Rick's from? Uh, I know. Well, uh, exactly. Well, yes, technically, I suppose. Yes, hence the name. And this is uh, this, right this is actually <laughs> this is an airline that I shall hopefully be flying on in June if I'm you know, still not, you know, not Corona up. up. Um, this uh, headline is American Airlines mechanic sentenced to three years for tampering with plane in Miami. So an American Airlines mechanic convicted of sabotaging a navigation system on a Miami flight with 150 passengers on board was sentenced to three years in prison on Wednesday after a legal debate over whether he recklessly or intentionally endangered the safety of the aircraft. Abdul Mahid Maruf Ahmed Alani. This is why you're going. This story, isn't it? I, uh, ha- I Sixty, have no- nothing to comment on. <laughs> who pleaded guilty in December to tampering with aircraft before takeoff last summer at Miami International Airport received the benefit of a reckless finding by U.S. District, district Judge Marcia Cook. It was based on the agreement between his defense attorney and federal prosecutors. Had the judge found that uh, his tampering with the plane's guidance system was intended to bring it down, Alani could have been sent to prison for two to three years, times longer under federal sentencing guidelines. In the end, however, Cook refused to grant the defendant's request for a two uh, two and a half years in prison, saying his tampering, despite a back in place, might have caused some unfortunate calamity. The judge noted that even the mechanic told the Federal investigators that he wouldn't have wanted his family to be on the plane after he obstructed one of the aircraft's two air data module systems with a piece of foam-like material. That in turn triggered an error alert on the runway before takeoff so the pilot could return the aircraft to the gate for maintenance. Alani's defense attorney, Jonathan Meltz, told the judge that his intent was not to bring harm to the passengers, but rather to cause flight delay or cancellation so that he could attain overtime pay during maintenance work on the aircraft. The intent of Mr. Alani was solely financial, Melt said. Assistant uh, US Attorney Randy Hummel reinforced the point by saying that clearly Alani intended to tamper with the aircraft, uh, the guidance system, but uh, it was not to cause it to crash after takeoff. Well, that's nice of them. Uh, Cook also questioned the prosecutor on whether Alani's case involved any connection to terrorism. The judge asked Hummel why she received an email from him or from someone without disclosing details, suggesting that Alani's actions were motivated by terrorism. Hummel pointed out that after his arrest in September, FBI agents found very disturbing videos of the terrorist group ISIS on his smartphone, and they proved inconclusive. The story does go on. Slightly here, but uh, he certainly—I um, think—he's going to wish he didn't do that because three years in prison at the age of sixty is never going to be a great thing to uh, to be doing at that age at I just, all.
1: I just can't get my head round why somebody would do something. If you like had a good that.
0: job, yeah. good pay, with a good airline,
1: yeah. But I mean, even if you've got a grievance with whoever it is mm. that you're working for you know, interfering with something like that well, with potentially catastrophic results. Mm. I mean, I just can't... You know, we've all been angry at some point with, you know, the people we, we work for or work with or whatever. I mean, it's just like... In a previous job, yeah. Well, yeah, it's just yeah. like... I just can't get my head round it.
0: It says here on the story that, uh, on average, he made $9,400 a month as an American... Uh, air airlines mechanic. That's just outrageous. That's not ba- that's not a bad monthly. What's that? Nine thousand four hundred dollars. What's that in English, Nev? Ooh. That must be Oh, uh, well it's um, probably
2: about seven uh seven and a half thousand, probably, isn't it? Could you manage on that a month, Matt? Oh a month.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay <laughs> Yes. You wouldn't want to annoy your
0: employer then. No, if you're but I wouldn't want month.
1: to do it by sort of, you know, unscrupulous means that yeah. that, you know, could be potentially putting many lives at risk. I mean that's not that's not okay.
0: Blimey, I think I'm going to move to the States and get a mechanics job
1: if that's the pay there. Right. right, right. Okay. Yes. Ooh, um, blimey. Yes, well, All right, we'll move while Carlos is <coughs> contemplating his future. I will <laughs> I, I will take the next story. This
0: is on No, Matt. This story has kind of relevance to our show title
1: screen uh, it certainly does yes absolutely so this is on the evening standard uh website of the year apparently according Ooh, to this anyway nice. frankfurt airport delays flights at busy german hub grounded after drones spotted in the area so here we go again uh flights at one of europe's busiest airports were you're right there mm. <laughs> were grounded uh for more than an hour after a drone was spotted in the area planes at frankfurt Uh, airport in Western Germany uh, could not take off or land due to the sighting. Police said on Twitter that they are investigating the incident and that delays are likely. The problem began at 11.20 local time, uh, 10.20 GMT, and lasted for almost two hours. A spokesman for the airport told The Standard, we have been dealing with the incident since 11.20am local time. We had a drone sighting in the vicinity of the airport. The use of the runways has been suspended by air traffic controllers and authorities are working to resolve." The situation. A similar situation occurred in May last year when the runways were closed for nearly an hour following a drone sighting and of course who can forget uh, was it last Christmas was it where Gatwick was all shut down due mm. to due to repeated drone sightings um, now, were they, you there with yours? Uh, no, okay. no. Although, actually, as you've mentioned, my drone, uh, I should just stress, haven't <laughs> crashed it. Have you? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. no I'm fully registered. Oh, I'll good. Have you know, good. I am fully registered. I've been a good boy. I did my little CAA exam, and, and you got your app. And you? the questions were out of twenty. How many did I get right? One. Oh well, no, because I wouldn't have passed, so I wouldn't have the stickers if I'd done that. I got, okay, I got twenty out of twenty. I'll have you know. It would it would appear that having done this show has finally been of some use to me. Uh, it's been oh, fantastic. Uh, so yes, yeah, so genuinely. Ba- a long story short, basically, if you have a drone. Uh, and it weighs 250 grams or more, and that has to include the add-ons and accessories, by the way. So if it's got a camera, you must weigh it with the camera on. And also, if you've got the battery, that must be in it as well. 250, <laughs> Alfie's, Alfie's got Alfie's batteries. Alfie's very excited about that. Uh, so 250 grams or more, um, you, need to, uh, you need to register your drone. Now, actually, without my battery in, my drone was 300 so i very much needed to do it uh and to register your drone it is honestly it's a really simple or, as long as you read all the bump it's a very simple uh, exam to do um and uh, yeah you take you need to go to register-drones.caa.co.uk that's register-drones.caa.co.uk and anybody who knows me will know that if i can pass it then anybody can pass it really it is ever so simple um but it's it's great i feel quite um even Alfred can pass it by the sounds yeah, of it absolutely yes he's excited he's just passed his test now that's, that's good off, yeah.
0: so Frankfurt airport mr Bones, is that one you have frequented in your times
2: yes not not in recent years i think i've probably flown there once or twice um normally a connecting flight to go somewhere else or uh to the frankfurt messer which is the um uh, congress center and exhibition hall there um but it yeah it's a huge airport these days and of course drone disruption anywhere is bad but certainly somewhere like frankfurt that that just backs everything up very quickly i would imagine Yes, I can imagine. Well, it's a busy old hub, isn't it? It'd be a bit like, sort of,
1: uh, if something like that happened at, um, you know, uh, sort of like Schiphol or something like that. I mean, it'd just mm. be, you know, the, the knock-on to everyone would be horrendous, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. So
0: the next story, uh, Nev, for you, um, amused me highly, uh, not just because of the story, but because of the Brand involved. involved. I thought you might yes, say well, that. just before you get too <laughs> clever with that, <laughs> yeah. could I just point out that I don't
2: believe that the screen on the MacBook Pro is actually manufactured by Apple, but we'll leave yeah. that to one side. Okay, we'll... indeed. <laughs> Uh, It's on the sun.co.uk Everybody's favourite aviation site Of course Uh, It says that a passenger was left fuming When his Apple MacBook Pro Was destroyed during a flight After the person in front Reclined their seat Pat Cassidy was flying from Delta Sorry, with Delta From Austin to Los Angeles When his computer was crushed By the seat going back onto it uh, he wrote on Twitter, Delta, small note for the suggestion box, uh, maybe have a little warning sign or some way to prevent my laptop from being destroyed when the person in front of me reclines their seat. Uh, a picture of his laptop shows the screen no longer working, uh, with half of it black and the rest of it broken and blurred. I mean, it is sort uh, of working. I, <laughs> I, yes, I would dispute that it's not working. It is still working. <laughs> it's not working in an optimal sense indeed. but it's an unusual resolution let's put it that (laughs) (laughs) way anyway pat from tax uh, texas says that uh uh, the crew on board were of no help Uh, also this is more of a critique than a suggestion i really appreciate that your flight attendant came over to tell me that the passenger in front of me needs to be able to recline and then asked him if he was okay as if your seat hadn't just ruined my livelihood um, and social media users were conflicted with some saying that the person in front was wrong Someone wrote, nobody should allow to recline on an airplane It only causes issues um, Another person added, who are these folk reclining instantly at maximum velocity? Uh, Pat also wasn't the, f- <laughs> wasn't the first to happen to uh, Twitter user Judd Mackerel shared his uh, own cracked screen after he had the same problem. He said, the person in front of me reclined and my MacBook Pro screen got caught in the angle. Uh, I'm going to ask Nev to stop there before he has some kind of actual meltdown because I can see him getting more
1: and more cross as this story progresses.
2: It's just a bit of (laughs) etiquette, really, isn't it? It All you've got to do is just turn around and say to the person, are you okay if I put my seat back a little bit? I mean, Um, actually, uh, the the picture, uh, I'll just pop it up again, look. I mean, it's
1: incredibly bad luck in the fact that it's basically just lodged itself underneath the, the tray True. table bit as he's reclined his seat. I mean, it is the worst luck ever. I mean, I bet you couldn't do that again if you tried. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. it's one of those things. I mean, it's just... Uh, I, I I feel sorry for the guy who's just lost his laptop. I think it's a slight overreaction that he's entirely lost his livelihood. That's a load of rubbish because the data is still on the hard drive so yes. you know there's can, an inconvenience can you
0: replace a screen easy enough on those uh, on a macbook yeah, yeah. easy okay. easy
1: as part pi- in fact to be fair in most cases once you've made an appointment with um with like the genius bar or whatever they'll do it on site i mean they'll do it mm. there and then so it's you know it's an inconvenience and i don't know i don't know where you'd stand as far as insurance and stuff is concerned with something like that i mean i, I guess depends on what sort of house insurance well got, if, I, right? if
2: it was my livelihood and like i when when i'm taking my video gear with me oh yeah you know i, I insure it separately um, for, apart from you know the usual sort of theft and damage things yeah. Um, other, other things as well. Um, so, yeah, and public liability, that, that kind of stuff. So it falls in, if it falls on somebody's head, uh, then it's covered. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, you know, it's one of those, one of those very unfortunate things, isn't
1: it? It is, isn't it? There's, there's, I mean, you know, the passengers didn't do anything wrong by reclining their seat, but,
0: you know. Actually, Owen in the, uh, in the chat room says, um, as a passenger, I love to recline. Right. Okay. Uh, but as crew... I hate the fact that seats recline.
1: Right, okay. Um, what, uh, so, so slightly says. conflicting stories there. I don't know uh, yeah. quite what to do. That. Shall we move on, we move on to, the, to the soothing dulcet tones of the legend that is Armando? And he's talking about uh, uh, Boeing who are hiring in readiness oh, for the MAX returning, which oh, is good. exciting.
3: This uh, story is from Airliner Watch. And Boeing expects to resume 737 MAX production by mid-year if regulators approve the changes made on that aircraft. So the manufacturer now plans to hire more workers for its 737 MAX program to fulfill its delivery commitments for the customers. So on December 13th of 2019, Boeing welcomed 115 new mechanics and assembly line workers to the Pacific Northwest manufacturing hub. Another 122 new employees started on January 10th and 143 the week after that, while only uh, 31 machinists left the company in that same month. So, all told, uh, union figures show that Boeing has hired about 730 uh, new workers. Boeing executives currently plan to restart the factory in the next couple months on the expectation that uh, somewhere around mid year. Regulators will lift the flight ban that they imposed on the max in early 2019 following those two crashes So if Boeing's timetable proves a little bit too optimistic as it its earlier Predictions have these costs are going to start piling up not just from the new hires But also from the other 3,000 uh, max assembly workers uh, That the company has kept on payroll since shutting down the production to make matters worse uh, the push to ramp uh, output back up comes just as concern is mounting that the coronavirus will curb air travel and dissuade airlines from taking the planes that they've already ordered, let alone buy new ones. So, obviously, Bo- Boeing stock was hit hard um, in last week's global equity sell off, sinking about 17%. It's now down 37% over the past year. Once Boeing starts to emerge from the max crisis, It will need these extra employees to mount a commercial comeback for the plane both in the factory and in the parking lots where the company and many airlines have stored about 800 of these aircraft so without these new workers uh, labor shortages could completely disrupt uh, boeing's production and enable airbus to widen its lead in the crucial market for single aisle jets there are already signs that some of Boeing's suppliers are preparing to snap out of their hibernation. Uh, One company, Spirit Aerosystems, uh, which jettisoned 3,200 jobs because of the production pause, said last week that it would resume making 737 MAX fuselages for Boeing this month. Now, in the middle of March, with the MAX's grounding hitting the one-year mark, Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun is expected to speak before suppliers uh, uncertainty financial strain are starting to pile up at many of the part makers posing yet another risk to boeing so while they are spending heavily in anticipation of a max comeback it is far from certain when or whether the strategy is going to pay off uh, boeing who is uh, based in chicago They projected in January that it will will absorb around $4 billion in abnormal costs related to the production halt primarily in 2020. That's on top of the $14.6 billion in other max costs outlined already by the company. So around 200 of the machinists that were hired by Boeing since December, uh, they've, they've been assigned to the 737 MAX program, according to a company release Uh, More of the newcomers may be needed when Boeing starts uh, its 737 factory back up, and the thousands of workers who have been lent to other programs go back onto the MAX line. So the recent MAX hires are primarily tending to newly built planes that Boeing can't deliver until the grounding ends. The parked 737 MAXs, which are completely taped up against the elements and storage lots in Texas and California, as well as Seattle. Uh, and an Eastern Washington Airport in Moses Lake. They represent about $20 billion worth of inventory for Boeing. Now, inside the factory, the 737 factory in Renton, the east and west final assembly lines have been empty since Boeing rolled out the last MAX uh, in January. There are still aircraft on the center of the line, f- completely frozen in place since production was shut
1: shut down. Shut
3: down. I don't, I don't know what
1: happened there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, obviously cut a bit short. Yeah. I mean, it's um. This 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 is the issue, isn't it? They've been they've been on the ground for so long. There's no, a, there's a mean, lot of these aircraft
0: parked up. Yeah.
1: It's going to be an insane operation mm. to get them. Well, even even once they've been given the green light. I mean, it's just going to be mad, isn't it? Uh, the, the the work required to get them back in. It the gonna, it's going to it's going
0: to take a huge amount of time for all these aircraft to get back. You know, checked, rechecked, yeah, back on the line and, and, yeah. and working for airlines, but also once they're all checked there's going to be this massive backlog of orders for new aircraft that they're yeah. going to have to hurry up and rush and build and, and get them out. I don't know if the word rush is or a not good rush. <laughs> no, no, not rush. Stuff gets left in things then when they rush, but yeah. know, gonna, there is going to be a mass um, yeah, uh, you know, we could see Boeing going from sort of down to back up to you know the the biggest again but well
2: I don't know Mr Bones. well yes trying to bring all these aircraft back into life with all you know the firmware updates software updates and you know even with these aircraft parked up for extended periods of time that that's never a good thing for aircraft is it in my limited experience you know it, it, it they are best served when they are being used day in and day out but being uh, parked up um with nothing going on effectively uh that takes a lot of getting back into life and also some testing as well of course it's not just you know charging the battery up and off you go i mean there's an awful lot of testing on individual aircraft bases i would have thought um in order for those to get back into the air mm. yeah this
1: It'd be is interesting. To see how
2: fast they can do the term, yeah,
1: right. Absolutely, I'm just going to pop back to the chat room if that's okay. Ooh, with everyone, what's they've been having, going on? They've, they've the been having room. quite a discussion about the reclining of seats, obviously, which was on our previous story, um, and um, yeah, it's been an interesting sort of uh, <laughs> Mike, uh, the, the legend that is the main man. Obviously, just said just because you decline to recline, shouldn't shouldn't you? Just because you decline to recline, shouldn't allow others to be inclined. There's a lot of reclining there. there. There is indeed, absolutely. <laughs> <it's so> like <laughs> Owen was saying when he when uh, when he was flying on a uh, Harp jet, I didn't really care whether or not the seat reclined. But long haul is a totally different story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Actually, that's true, isn't it? With a, with a long haul flight, you do very much need to sort of. Sort of kick back and oh, know, yeah, chill, don't you? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. You, you know, if you can't afford the fifty million pound seats where the seats fully flat, <laughs> okay, it's yeah. nice that you can yeah. uh, you can at least recline right three millimetres. Yeah,
1: yeah, there is that. Yes, it's it's uh, uh, Je- uh, Jennifer, the lovely Jenny in Rome says I was on an Alitalia uh, flight where the seats uh, reclined just a little. It was very comfortable. You said I, you said that was I, I was on a Tu134 flight in 1985 where all the seats reclined just not backwards. You need to explain that. <laughs> that, that that was going. That was
0: actually going back. I mean, that was that was a flight to uh, D- uh, Yugoslavia, Dubrovnik, right? Um, back in 1985, when I was a lot younger than I am now. On right. A, on a okay. Tu-134A with Aviogenics, an airline which I think is still going. I'm not quite sure. Mm. And uh, when we landed um, in Yugoslavia, the the pilot braked so hard that we all obviously went forward. Right, okay. And normally (laughs) you'd expect the seat to stay upright when you lean forward. But all the seats collapsed forward. Did they? All the seats. Oh, wow. And you kind of had to push yeah you know, I could always I can still remember as a child having to push
1: my seat back right. into
0: the upright position from it the forward wow. yeah.
1: okay uh, i mean it's uh, st- interestingly enough, Stephen Howland is saying that he 's uh, flown long haul many times but has never actually felt the need. Uh, he thinks that you lose leg room if you recline, which is probably why uh, he wouldn 't recline um, and um, it would uh, why well yeah and Stuart hunt he's saying actually that why give the option to recline if if you, know, you don't use it if yeah. you're not going I mean, to use it i mean now nev obviously uh you've perhaps been lucky enough to do a little more business class flying than most humans um it's uh, do it, do the short haul seats on ba's
2: 320s recline nev they they do, um, but okay. of course they're they're packing them in more now. They've got these new uh, Recaro seats in in some of them, where um, for the the larger gentlemen such as myself, uh, <laughs> it's not quite as comfortable um, as it <laughs> used to be, shall we say? Although maybe that's my fault for putting on too much weight. But uh, I I think that um, you know that they are certainly jamming them in a bit now, and obviously the short haul sectors, well, anything up to what is it four and a half hours probably is considered a short haul with, with BA isn't it uh the, the flights down to the Canary Islands and places like that um but yeah they they do recline but the problem is is that that you you do run out of space fairly quickly behind so if one person reclines almost everybody has to um especially if they got their laptop out or you know like
0: that. Stephen Howland in the chat room makes a good point, and we talked about this, I think, last year. Mm. Um, you can buy pegs that, if put oh. in the right place, stop the, pe- the person in front reclining. Mm. I remember that story. Do you remember that story now for those plastic pegs you could shove in someone's
2: seat? Well, maybe that's an opportunity for some Amazon purchasing. Uh... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, yes, do, please, do please make sure you use <laughs> our link on the website. Uh, it's
1: <laughs> www.plaintalkinguk.com. <laughs> oh, uh, click on that link. Um, the knee defenders. Uh, just uh, says knee defenders. Avi- Aviogenics uh, is still not operating. It ceased in 2015. Oh, did by it? By the way, yeah, oh. absolutely. Yeah. Yes, oh. I, uh, the producer's just been in touch. Okay, thank yes, you, the producer. absolutely. Yes, That's the trouble, isn't it? We've got somebody who's fact checking us as we go now. Thanks. It's very tense. <laughs> very tense. Yeah.
0: Oh, dear. if I only had some pictures still. That'd have been so good. Um, you had what? Well, what? If I only had pictures still from that, that those times of that. Oh, aircraft, I see. But quite I wasn't cool. sure where you were going with that. I thought you were trying no. to
1: find some dirt on our producer. I, I think <laughs> I I think I can I
0: can vaguely remember that back in that back on that particular day that I, the camera that I had as a child then was one of those you know with the the plastic and you drop the film in the two Plastic rolls each end. Was the... oh, it a one yeah, ten? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah one ten. 110, yeah. 110. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. those. Oh, Gosh, they... God, blimey, those were the days. They're <laughs> my age now. Anyway, yes. um, moving on swiftly mm. to yes. uh, the next story, which is on simpleflying.com. and this is a story uh, we covered last August. Actually, I remember this one. Um, we heard this in the news, and uh, the headline: "Damaged Emirates Airbus A three eighty makes first flight uh, in a uh, half a year." So this uh, last week, actually last weekend. Uh, An A380 uh, owned by Emirates that was damaged in August last year made its first test flight uh, since the incident, the Superjumbo fell on its nose last summer, I remember those pictures, during routine maintenance at its operator's hangar at Dubai International Airport. Airbus has since repaired the jet ahead of its testing, and on the uh, 22nd of August last year, the front wheel of the A380 completely collapsed. This left a plane with a torn fuselage, along with structural damage. Reportedly, it slipped off a hydraulic jack, which uh, crushed its nose gear and doors. Thankfully there were no injuries uh, to anyone when the incident took place. However, there would have been some expensive repairs made ahead of uh, last weekend's testing. Uh, following the repairs, the aircraft registration Alpha 6 Echo Op Goska uh, Papa took flight from Dubai on the afternoon of February the 29th according to AirNav. Uh, flight EK2552 departed the airport at 14:20. The jet circled around the coast of the Persian Gulf Speaking at an altitude of 43,000 feet, before making a trip inland past Abu Dhabi, the aircraft then went back over the sea before heading back to its base in Dubai. And after nearly three and a half hours in the air, the A380 landed at Dubai at uh, quarter to five, uh, quarter to six, I should say, at local time. Uh, so before the initial incident last year, the operation at this unit was uh, operated uh, service uh, at the time from Bangkok to Dubai in August. And uh, it originally arrived with Emirates in November 2015, uh, just under four years before it became damaged. Uh, the carrier maintains a considerable amount of 380s uh, within its fleet, according to Planespoters. The Dubai-based airline currently holds an infantry of 115 of the double decker wide-bodied aircraft. Uh, the aircraft type was introduced in October 2007, obviously, as we know, with Singapore. And since its introduction into service, 242 of the planes have been built. But however, as we know, the A380 production line is no more and uh, we covered a story a few weeks back we? Yeah, we the did, last yeah, the last final assembly yeah, fuselage, absolutely. the wings wasn't it i yes, think we were watching yeah you know, reading yeah but uh, the pictures obviously there's some pictures on with this story as well matt will have the links in the show notes to uh, to the pictures but mm. we did run the picture remember this picture last year of uh, this kind of 380 doing a bow a kind of bow down, yeah. um, and it looks yeah, that's, that's uh, slightly damaged, slightly
1: damaged. Yeah, slightly damaged. yeah they, they, it's uh, yes, yeah, I've, I've finally got it. But I'd, I'd
0: imagine that uh, Emirates probably absorbed this aircraft not being it, you yeah, know flying quite easily considering the amount of these aircraft that they have in there. In their well, fleet. yeah,
1: I suppose, yeah, it does it's, look a bit. It's it, it damaged, certainly. Damaged, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. I mean,
0: it, it's obviously going to be a lot easier for the passengers to get in and
1: out of the um, the, the front door there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that's the, you know, I'm not sure it's uh, safe necessarily <laughs> to do it that way. But uh. Obviously, the, the
0: tests they've done, you can see they've done, obviously, the tests yeah. flying at uh, altitude, at, you know, 43,000 feet, and obviously the mm-hmm. pressurisation tests and everything. So um, it's good to see these aircraft back in service. So, yes, uh, absolutely. Well done to those Airbus.
1: Yeah. So we're going to move on to the next story now and uh, this one's actually with Nev for a change mainly because there's pictures that I need to to pop up. So uh, and that's in the, in the show notes as I'm sure you've you've seen Nev. Mm. Yes, yeah, yes, just, yes, yeah, pretty much. Just so. a bit of an
2: update. <clears throat> Yeah, this is, um, we've taken some uh, stories from uh, about Air Lingus from uh, several sources, uh, which include Simple Flying, the Air Lingus Media Centre, Mercado and eventos.com, amongst others. And uh, it's about the uh, airline taking delivery of Airbus's final A330-300CEO. Dublin-based national flag carrier of Ireland, Aer Lingus has taken delivery of uh, Airbus's last ever a33300. Uh, manufacturing serial number 1951 is the number of the aircraft and it's the last CEO or current engine option A330 that Airbus will build. Uh, this brings to an end the 26-year production of the original A33300, which first entered service with Air Antare in January 1994. Uh, Airbus will now exclusively build the Neo or new engine option version of the A330 300. Sporting the Irish Airlines new livery and logo. The air, uh, aircraft, registered as uh, Echo India, Echo India November, uh, took off from Toulouse on Friday afternoon, heading for Dublin International Airport. It brings Aer Lingus's total number of A330s to 11. The new livery is part of a brand redesign launched in January of last year. Along with the new livery, there was a website overhaul and most recently an upgrade date of the cabin crew and frontline staff uniforms. Uh, Guests uh, flying with Aer Lingus in the coming months can expect to see, uh, still see iconic green, now a new Kenmare green, as well as a greater inclusion of Navy entitled Midnight throughout. In all, 25 garments have been designed giving crew and ground staff a greater variety of styles from which to choose notable changes to the uniform include the addition of trouser and dress, op- dress options new jacket and coat designs for male crew and easy care shirts and blouses for the convenience of all crew for added comfort uh, garment materials have level of stretch and are designed to fit and flatter all body shapes and sizes I think I might uh, be interested, <laughs> yeah.
1: I think we should pop them an email now. what do you reckon
2: yes <laughs> uh, well the um, uh, this was all uh, created by Irish fashion designer Louise Kennedy. Uh, the new look reflects uh, Aer Lingus' status as a modern international airline with a proud Irish heritage, <clears throat> Excuse me, and is the final stage in the airline's brand refresh. The uniform was last updated 22 years ago in 1998, Ooh. also designed by Louise Kennedy. Well, I hope they've um, dry-cleaned them since then. That's all I can say. Well, quite. And, uh, yes. uh, yeah, it's uh, good to see the airline doing well, and uh, good. To no, see it, go- we,
1: weirdly, it's an airline that we don't see a great deal of over here. But I, I mean, certainly, certainly in, um, in in Ireland, I mean, it, it's it's a huge airline. I mean, it's 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 a very popular airline as well.
0: I it's one of the things I you know I said on the story when we were doing you know putting the show notes yeah. together and stuff. It's one of those islands, that, that, those airlines, it kind of gets lost. Because yeah. whenever anyone thinks of an an Irish airline, they immediately think of Ryanair, yeah so you c-
1: it's, but it's, I, I think if, I think if you if you reverse if you reverse the tables actually and your and your your say let, let's say Galway as an example if right, you yeah. sat there I mean it's probably one of those where you're as likely to think about Aer Lingus as you are Ryanair I think it's just that here it's not something that mm. you know it, it's not regular routes if you like coming out of London I guess and we're, we're one a bit of the
2: useful to, things certainly about going to uh, the US with Aer Lingus is if you get a flight over yes. to Dublin or Shannon, you yeah. can actually clear US customs there mm. uh, rather than in the US themselves. So you, you arrive as a domestic flight yeah. and that can save an awful lot of time. Oh, especially um, so.
1: when, you, I mean, when you hear the horror stories of people like yeah. either at Newark or JFK, mm. um, yeah. you know, the ability to have essentially cleared customs and all that kind of thing before mm. you leave Ireland, you know, which by definition, unfortunately, is a smaller airport. You yeah, know, I mean, it's, it's just brilliant, isn't it? It's, it's a great idea. It's yeah. a great
0: idea. It saves yeah. a lot of time and hassle, yeah. yeah. I've done a little bit of checking on the airline because mm. I, I do like to do a bit of homework on these particular I mean, things. Brace yourselves,
1: everyone. And it, it's, you know, it's,
0: it's <laughs> kind of one of those pricings. But I did have a look just, just to see a quick fare comparison kind of thing between uh, the likes of, say, Aer Lingus and uh, some of the bigger carriers like American Airlines and Delta and uh, BA. And actually, I was, quite, I was quite surprised, to be fair, because on a just a normal uh, economy flight from London Heathrow to JFK, say, return flights were two, for me and Matt, to yeah, go out yeah. this weekend. Uh, sorry, Nev, you're going to have to stay in the UK. Oh, uh, but for me, and, <laughs> for me and for me and Matt Nev, to, he's better company than okay, me, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Nev wouldn't travel in the economy. So that's not going to happen. Okay, but anyway, sorry. for me and Matt to travel to to uh, JFK from what, London what Heathrow. What
1: makes you think I want to f- try, fly in bloody <laughs> economy? Cu- anyway, sorry. <laughs> but
0: actually, the price includes uh, the pro- price I'm just about to say includes meals and 23 kilos of uh, checked luggage oh, wow, plus your 10 kilos cool. of hand luggage. But it came in just under 2,000 pounds for two people, so it's a thousand pound each, which is a lot of bloody money. Mm-hmm. But when you compare it to the other big airlines as well, they're all about the same. So right. They're, they're, so, no, yeah. they're no more expensive no. and no more cheaper.
1: No, and I've just been corrected by our producer, by the way, as well. Apparently, there are a ridiculous amount of flights between London and Dublin. So goes to show what little I know. Sorry about that. Close to 35 flights a day <laughs> yeah. each way, apparently, if you include some of the Aer Lingus regional flights. So I'll shut up talking now. Dear me! So the staff—it's terrible, isn't it? The next story,
0: Matt, uh, is. Oh, is it uh, my turn? It's. Oh, uh, is it? It's one of those airlines that I've I've never travelled on, but would love to at some point in my life.
1: Okay. Uh, right. So this is on the travelguide.com. Uh, sorry, it's the, it's the Jakarta Post. Jakarta store Post. Co- coming from. But it's the travel guide section that we're reading from. And the headline is Singapore Airlines Chief Senior Staff Take Pay Cut As Air Travel Demand Drops. Obviously, so we're sort of skirting around that coronavirus oh, thing again. Oh. Nev's left his studio. Nev's maybe. gone. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Singapore Airlines SIA is cutting pay for management staff as the global coronavirus outbreak continues to hit demand for air travel in a note to staff Friday afternoon. Chief executive, um, I'm not even going to attempt to say that without because I'll offend so many people. <laughs> anyway, uh, the chief executive of said airline said, uh, My management team will take the league. I think it's Go, Go Chu Pong said. I think, yeah, go go to Pong. I said, my management team will take the lead. From the 1st of March, his pay will be cut by 15%. Two executive vice presidents will take a 12% cut. And senior vice presidents and a 10% uh, will take a 10% cut. Uh, the Straits Times found out. Other affected staff will take a 7% or 5% cut. Uh, uh, A voluntary no-pay-leave scheme will be offered to uh, staff, including cabin crew and pilots. Uh, Go said uh, that... Uh, those who opt for this can be assured that their jobs will be there upon their return. The new measures are part of broader cost-cutting initiatives, including deferring some capital expenditure that the airline is rolling out to deal with a business turndown uh, that has hit the global aviation industry. The SIA Group, comprising the premium parent airline uh, Silk Air and Budget carrier Scoot, has temporarily suspended more than 3,000 return flights from this month to end uh, to the end of May following the outbreak in order to mitigate uh, the impact of the significant drop in demand. This accounts for 9.9% of the group scheduled flights until May. Uh, Scoot is also looking at similar manpower cost reduction measures, a spokesperson said. Uh, Go said in his note, uh, we will continue. To be proactive in implementing measures to meet the evolving challenges. Uh, uh, Tough decisions will be needed along the way. Management will take the lead and all of us must be prepared to make sacrifices. Our priority is to save jobs. Earlier in the week SIA had updated staff on the significant impact of the uh, COVID-19 outbreak uh, on the SIA group and the need uh, to be nimble and flexible in addressing the rapid decline in air travel. Uh, I mean, the, the story goes on, but, I mean, we sort of get the the, the drop. I mean, do, do you think if this is, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, in lots of ways, I'm a little bit with Nev here, where I do feel people are, are panic overreacting to... Um, you know, to be to to be honest with you, something you know, it is clearly a very infectious disease. But however, you know, it's no more uh, of risk, if you like, than actual flu uh, at the moment. Uh, mm. And certainly, the death toll involving flu is, is much much bigger than than the, than the COVID nineteen outbreak. Uh, I mean. That obviously could change. I mean, we're, we're in a sort of slightly unknown territory here. But I mean, do, do you think more and more airlines are likely to do this, Nev, where they're sort of uh, asking staff to sort of, if you say, to take unpaid leave, if you like, to, to ease their financial woes and essentially, I suppose, try and prevent another sort of airline going bust?
2: Yes, I, it's very difficult to say, isn't it, of course. And all this has come at a very, uh, what is tr- a traditionally a quieter time for the airline industry. So that the busy time tends to be, you know, April through to October. Um, and, you know, we, one of our pilot friends we know, you know, he uh, won't be working for a few months because he's been asked to uh, just stand down um, because of the, the, the lack of um, uh, requirement um, and you know British Airways and others are are you know reducing flight numbers as well I have to say and you know I am not medically qualified in any respect but we've just got to get a grip of this not I don't mean in what the governments are doing around the world and obviously in the in the Far East there are you know there are some distinct difficulties and in Italy as well but from a domestic point of view what on earth are people doing buying you know bulk uh, toilet rolls yeah yeah but i just point crazy, out? I think I probably <laughs> misunderstood the symptoms if that's what we're doing <laughs> yes that's one way of um yes yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. um the uh, all, all this hand sanitizer buying it by the bucket load from amazon and if you do buy it from amazon do uh, you know you use our in. link yeah, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> but honestly it's just a massive exaggeration uh, uh, um and of course the trouble is you've got all this social media business pinging away on your phone you know there's a bbc news or a sky news um alert oh now it's 166 people infected with the virus you know <sighs> really well I, I i don't want to be unkind go to on the, come on have it, but uh, i think we've just got a kind of understand that it's basically a nasty strain of flu which is perhaps more infectious than regular flu and people have just got to take some precautions and it's as I think it's as simple as that, and if you've got underlying conditions or you're elderly or very young or, you, you know, you've got respiratory problems, then clearly, you know, you've, you've got to take some sensible precautions. But, uh, you know, this is not World War Two and rationing, but i tell you what, if people don't just you know calm it down a bit um we're going to have all sorts of supply problems if we're not careful so i think just a a sensible approach in the various domestic markets i mean do you remember when there was a what was termed the fuel crisis and and the fuel shortage um what year it was but there was queues at the filling stations completely unnecessary and there was plenty to go around and and the same with medical supplies and, and food in in this situation you know it's um uh, yeah i i think we've just got to turn it all down a bit because um it, well there's clearly the news outlets are just absolutely full of it Mm, absolutely uh, I, we, I'm we, shocked they're using
0: the correct pictures in the news stories I, you mean, know, the, I thought yes, they'd that put that a picture of, a, of yeah. a I don't know a, a toilet or something on the you know <laughs> obviously people are buying loads of toilet roll they must have been using pictures of toilets on the coronavirus thing, yeah, yeah the well, I know that's true yeah i tell you what I was looking you know, while you talk about Singapore on that story, yes. I was just looking at. Were you
1: distracted by pretty aviation-related I, pictures? I was maybe? looking. Well, right. I, okay. I I just had this <laughs> urge to go on Singapore
0: <laughs> Airlines' website and look at their their um, first class and their and their A three eighty suites products. Honestly, mm. Nev, you you've got to take a look at these because the <laughs> this the A three eighty suite with Singapore Airlines is. C-
1: can I use the word aviation porn? Is it's that, just is, is uh, that is there's is, a
0: double bed with a reclining sofa chair. And a 32-inch a no, touchscreen high-def TV. suits you, sir. I mean, Matt, can you <laughs> honestly... Can you imagine sitting in that chair, look, doing your... Right, editing for the show. Oh, oh, oh yes, um,
1: absolutely. I mean, if you're paying, I'm up for anything. <laughs> I, I dread to think. I dread to think how much
0: a return flight from uh, from here to Singapore with uh, right, okay, in, in the, suite the suite, would okay. cost. But right. um,
1: okay, I'm surprised you haven't looked it up. Actually, just yeah, I think I, I will have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It look nicer. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, we're going to move uh, on to. Oh, um, up next, yeah, is, yeah
0: it's Armando who's back again with another little piece about. Uh,
1: well,
3: about uh,
0: certain we're, things. We're going
1: back to, to, to that, that that again. Subject, Maybe you yeah. might want to go and get a cup of tea or something. <laughs> it's, mm. it's coronavirus time.
3: <laughs> hey, guys. As of this recording, airlines in the Asia-Pacific area could suffer a potential 13% full-year loss in passenger demand as a result of the coronavirus outbreak. That's according to the latest analysis from the International Air Transport Association, or IATA, which has revised its forecast figures for the the region from an expected 4.8% growth increase to an 8.2% full-year contraction compared to 2019. Such a scenario would result in around $27.8 billion revenue loss for those Asian Pacific carriers in the year 2020. So the majority of that would be carried by airlines registered in China with around $12.8 billion lost in that domestic market alone. IATA uh, predicts that in the same instance, carriers outside Asia-Pacific would lose around $1.5 billion in revenue if the fall in demand is limited to markets linked to China. So that would bring the total global lost revenue to $29.3 billion. Uh, and that represents a 4.7% hit to the global demand. Uh, according to IATA, they say these are challenging times for global air transport industry. Stopping the spread of the virus is the top priority, um, said Alexandre Dujunyac. He's the general uh, director general and CEO of AERA. Uh Airlines are following the guidance of the World Health Organization and other public health authorities to keep passengers safes, safe. Um, the world is interconnected and this virus has to be contained. The sharp downturn uh, in demand as a result of COVID-19 will have a financial impact on the airlines, severe for those particularly exposed to the China market. Uh, He goes on to say that they estimate that global traffic will be reduced by 4.7% by the virus, which could more than offset uh, the growth they had previously forecast. Um, Airlines, according to him, are making difficult decisions to cut capacity, and in some cases, routes, lower fuel costs will help offset some of the lost revenue, But this is shaping up to be a pretty tough year for the airlines.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how, however you dress it up, whatever your your opinion is of, of essentially what's going on, it, it is more pressure on 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 airlines that that really can't afford it at the moment. I think that there's a lot to be mm. to be said for that. Uh, this is probably the last time we'll mention the COVID nineteen just because. Oh, please. Uh, uh, you know. But uh, what I what Nef I will just down. say. Hello, uh, Nev's wearing gloves. I don't know what's going. On. We'll we'll come back to that in a minute. Um, but uh, what I just wanted to read out what uh, Doctor Steph actually uh, had said in the chat room, which I think it's important if you're a little bit uh, unsure about uh, COVID-19 or and um, perhaps you're because there is the biggest thing for for me on this is it's actually the lack of information isn't it it's just everybody's having to like sort of you know the, there's no definitive source if you like as as to what to expect or Or what to do essentially in in this case. Um, But uh, anyway, Dr. Steph has said that, uh, um, well, long story short, well basically it's not good if you're old or have multiple medical problems. Uh, But for the average person under the age of 60, just practice basic hygiene. And actually here in the UK we've had that 20 second rule, haven't we, that they've started introducing where you need to wash your hands for 20 seconds, um, you know, uh, with soap. Uh, it doesn't have to be an antibac or anything like that. Just proper soap uh, is all that's required to kill said bug. Um, and uh, not to say that the virus won't make you sick, but new data from South Korea, which is testing lots of people, suggests the the fatality rate is closer to 0.56 percent, not two to three percent as previously published. Um, so yeah, I, it's just as I say, it is, and I still maintain, you know, what I was saying earlier, essentially that you know this is essentially just a strain of flu that that we're experiencing year in year out aren't we it's just uh, it does seem to be a highly contagious flu i mean it, you don't have to be in contact with it for very long at all i think for it to to give you issues but um it's yeah, all about the hygiene it is all about yeah practice basic hygiene wash your hands for 20 seconds and um yeah at the end of the day there is um, uh you know it's i, I think I, I think it is going to get worse before it gets better but um <laughs> You know it is you know at the end of the day no different to to flu which you know we're sort of more or less used to dealing with here especially in the uk so change
0: i will start- um,
2: oh. just, just going say just one thing yes um, do not aviation related oh but coronavirus related oh. but this is <laughs> just an example yeah. of how things can get seriously out of control on the bbc website uh, just now It says that Indian chicken sales plummet amid misinformation. And basically it says that um, there's been messages on social media platforms that we started circulating, warning people not to eat chicken, falsely claiming that chickens carry the new coronavirus and could pass it on to humans. And then Indian authorities have repeatedly said there is no scientific evidence to the claims. In fact, ministers have eaten roast chicken during public events to show that the birds are virus free. So my point about social media misinformation yeah. leading to uh, exaggeration and panic there it is right there and i just think it's absolutely ridiculous it is absolutely i should just say
1: actually i've been corrected by the good doctor who says uh, that it produces flu- a flu-like illness but it is definitely distinct from the flu so there we are so apologies for that doctors Uh, in the house yeah absolutely no well this is why we're here yeah so a flu vaccine will not protect you from coronavirus but please still get your flu vaccine she's saying so there we are good girl that's it yes thanks for that steph
2: sorry yeah next week oh sexual um hygiene and how to you know well, r- r- right, okay. We'll move on.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, Jennifer, J- Jenny in Rome is saying that Ryanair have cancelled her flights into the UK, which is interesting.
0: Oh, oh well, well, we'll rent a 172 and come and get you, Jenny. Don't. Oh, don't right, worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lovely. There'll be more comfort anyway. Um, <laughs>
1: hey! So, going back to Singapore <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> Nev,
0: I've managed to get you a flight with Singapore Airlines flying out this weekend to Singapore. Thank you. Um, obviously, in the suite, the single suite. On the suite, 380. Yeah, on the 380. Um, it, we've just got to uh, find the um, £8,200
1: uh, to pay oh, for the ticket. How much? So. Hmm. Right. Okay. And how how short are we in the Patreon fund? For... <laughs> um, <laughs> eight thousand one hundred. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very um, good. Yeah. Oh, um, all right. But but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just 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 a tad
0: over eight thousand pounds, Nev. will get you that return flight to Singapore this sweet- weekend. Do you know? In we, the
1: sweet- We've got to do it once. Somehow we've got to do it once. Uh, you know. We need to send one of you two. I mean, there's no Nev point. Nev would doing have it. to seriously
0: sell his banana to get our right.
1: No, 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 no. <sighs> I we, we need to some. We need to somehow. We one of us needs to somehow Win the Do a Sam Chewy and experience oh, okay. it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? We need yeah, to. So. We need to make that happen. And I, I nominate Nev because he'll have a far better sort of comp. You know, like. A, <laughs> awake uh-huh. well nothing else he's got a better camera than the rest of us but <laughs> that, that. well yeah but it'd be nice to do that sort
2: of thing one day wouldn't it but oh definitely yeah, yeah i couldn't agree more. you would have thought the prices might have come down a bit mightn't you um especially given what's going on you know nobody wants they, to fly they haven't really,
0: no. <laughs> no uh jonathan warner in the chat room says that some of his friends flew to milan today oh, yeah. on ryanair and there was 26 passengers on board oh, glorious that's the way forward <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, it's like business class there. Blimey, you could
0: nearly all get a front row seat and an overwing exit seat, couldn't you? With that oh, right, people on board. okay.
1: Yeah, and on that bombshell. And on that bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> yes. is where we bring the commercial news to a close. <laughs> yes, so I
0: hope you all enjoyed those news stories for this week. So what's coming up next then, Matt? It's military time. Oh, it's military yeah, time. Yeah, so Armando may not be here, but he has obviously supplied us with some military stories for this week. So... Take it away.
3: Guys, this first military story from the Air Force Times is a great one. General Charles Q. Brown has been selected to lead the U.S. Air Force as its next chief of staff. This is a historic nomination in that it would make him the first African-American officer to step into the chief's role in any of the military branches in the U.S. Defense Secretary Mark Esper said in a release on Monday afternoon that President Trump had nominated General Brown to be the Air Force's 22nd chief of staff. Uh, General Brown, who is a highly decorated and experienced F-16 combat pilot, currently he serves as the commander of Pacific Air Forces. If he is confirmed by Congress, he will succeed General Dave Goldfein, um, who's been the Air Force Chief of Staff since July 2016. He would step down from his position this summer and retire. General Brown's nomination and appointment could bring more attention to the recruitment and the retention of minorities which have typically been underrepresented at the top ranks of the service. He said, I am truly honored and humbled by the nomination to serve as the Air Force's 22nd Chief of Staff. If confirmed, Shireen, his wife, uh, and I look forward to building upon the legacy of General Dave uh, Dave and Don Goldfein and the many air power giants before who have served our Air Force and our nation with such great dedication.
1: Oh, that's a really lovely story, isn't it?
0: Mm. Yeah. And a
3: decorated pilot as
0: well, F-16 combat pilot, nevertheless. Ah. Very popular aircraft. Mr. Do- Warner loves those very much.
1: Does he? Mm. He likes anything grey.
0: I know. Yeah, I That's what he's like. <laughs> Next story. Uh, this one is uh, on com, And um, we covered a story, actually, not so long back about uh, having these um, these unmanned... Uh, yeah, the drones in drones operation, drones for in operation like for for refueling. For, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely for reconnaissance and things like that. So but
0: obviously, if you're if you're a drone flying yes. and uh, you know you're, you're registered, obviously, a registered yeah. drone. <laughs> yeah, if, but if you are a drone and you're flying and refueling and stuff, you're obviously going to want some help in case um, someone nasty turns up. So, oh. this <laughs> uh, headline is General uh, Atomics wants to give aerial tankers their own missile-laden loyal wingman uh, drones. So that's quite handy. So general. Atomics has revealed what appears to be a previously unknown unmanned aircraft concept called the Defender. It's capable of air-to-air combat and uh, mid-air refueling. The company says its uh, primary mission would be to protect high-value airborne assets, such as Uh, airborne early warning and control aircraft, Uh, standoff reconnaissance planes and aerial refueling tankers. Concept art of the drone appeared uh, online uh, a day after the news broke uh, that the U.S. Air Force is seeking to abruptly halt purchase of the MQ-9 Reapers. One of the firm's flagship products, something that uh, they say here at the War Zone would be very likely to lead to disclosure of the new potential business opportunities. The official Twitter account of General Atomics Aerospace Systems Division, or GSASI, posted an artist's, uh, artist's conception of the Defender on February the 27th. The tweet included hashtags for the Air Forces Association. 2020 air warfare symposium but at the time of writing there does not appear to have been a major announcement about the project now there is a picture on the story um and uh, if you take yourselves over to the show notes for the show matt might pop it on for you, you never know but um Obviously, it's a good idea. I was reading the chat room. Sorry, he was reading the chat room. <laughs> it's uh, it's a it's a damn good idea actually, because if you, if you are um, obviously is this the, is a refueling the tw- is drone, the tweet you're talking about. All the no, the about. actual picture on the story oh, is uh, okay. it's an artist concept picture of it on the oh, story. Right. For those of you what listening to the show as an audio show, you won't obviously be able to appreciate this, but it does look quite. Uh, Quite menacing, I should say. This particular uh, drone, I should say, <laughs> but handy to have, like it says here in the story, if you are a reconnaissance aircraft or another larger aircraft, to have this kind of uh, help beside you uh, should anything go bad. But uh, there we go. For those of you watching in the YouTube world, Jonathan Warner, I know you're in the chat room, so he'll appreciate that picture. But um, an artist, this is surely the future,
1: this is, this is where it's going to go, though. It, isn't I it? know. You know, it's like, I, I mean without the pilots and stuff I, I i don't know is is it very sporting though to sort of all do it by you know via computer link i, d- I don't know I, well I, as
0: long as i don't get an uh, uh you know an update a windows update well yeah between. you don't want a
1: windows 10 update
2: mid-flight no. obviously
1: that's going to be a bit of a technical issue but it would be. Uh, absolutely it's uh, i don't know what what are your thoughts on on this nev
2: don't use windows 10
1: I don't, oh, right. there we go <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> Well, quite yes, and on that bombshell, <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> quite yes. Who's goes it next? I think it's you Nev. There. Neb, Nev, it? yeah. Yes.
0: Nev's Nev's going to a country where where I used to go as a child, and I, I did like this country.
2: Actually. Oh really? Mm. Okay. Well, this uh, article has got more acronyms than I've ever seen before in Ooh. my life. And having clicked all the way through the uh, ads, I think I've finally got to the uh, got to the story here. But um, <laughs> good luck, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's on the defenceweb.co.za, so it's a South African one. Uh, and it says that the uh, United States has, has approved a possible military sale to Tunisia of four AT-6C Wolverine light attack aircraft worth an estimated $325 million, including associated equipment. The U.S. Defence Security Cooperation Agency uh, notified Congress of the possible sale on the 25th of February after Tunisia requested four AT-6C aircraft as well as 468 Mark 81 250-pound bombs. uh, 48 Mark II 500-pound bombs, and uh, three 290 uh, Advanced Precision Kill Weapon System rockets, two spare Pratt & Whitney uh, PT-6A, 68D 1600 uh, engines, uh, six L3 Westcam. MX-15D multi-spectral targeting system and six uh, 12.7mm machine guns as well as other equipment and training. The proposed sale will will improve Tunisia's ability to meet current and future threats by increasing their capability and capacity to counter terrorism and other violent extremist organisation threats. The AT-6 platform will bolster their capability to respond to and engage threats in multiple areas across the country. Additionally, the procurement of the AT-6 aircraft strengthens interoperability between Tunisia, regional allies and the United States, the DSCA says. Uh, Textron Aviation Defence is the primary contractor for this uh, contract and it says that uh, Tunisia last year requested a dozen T6C Texan 2 trainers with the DSCA notifying congress of this sale on the 10th of October 2019. The DCSA said Tunisia had requested the possible sale of 12 T6C Texan 2 aircraft spare engines flight trainer, spares, ground handling equipment, support equipment and support worth an estimated $234 million. The proposed T-6 sale is aimed at replacing Tunisia's aging trainer fleet and allowing Tunisia to continue training pilots to support its counter-terrorism and border security missions. The DCSA said the Tunisian Air Force flies the uh, F-5 Tiger II, MB 326, L-59T and SF Two six zero aircraft in the combat and training roles. Morocco is the only other African nation that flies the T sixes, ordering 24 for 185 million dollars in October 2009. These were delivered from 2011. Uh, the T six is a development of the Swiss Pilatus PC nine turboprop trainer and was developed to fill the joint primary aircraft training system role for the US. Air Force and the U.S. Navy. The C model is a further refinement of the T6A Texan II with an integrated glass cockpit, advanced uh, avionics suite and hardpoint wings that can accommodate auxiliary fuel tanks. In addition to the hardpoint wings, the T6C's upgraded avionics include a head-up display, up-front control panel, three multifunction displays and hands-on throttle and stick controls. This equipment mirrors the systems and capabilities of frontline striker fighter aircraft whilst retaining all of the inherent training and flying characteristics of the T-6 trainer. The AT-6C Wolverine light attack aircraft has seven hard points, allowing it to carry 1,860 kilograms of ordnance, including HMP-400 uh, .50 calibre machine guns, Mark 81 and Mark 82 are unguided bombs, GPU-12, GUB-58, GBU-49 and GBU-51, Paveway 2 guided bombs, laser-guided rockets, AGM-114 hellfire missiles and flares. Targeting is through an MX-15D multi-sensor suite with colour and infrared cameras laser designator, laser illuminator, and laser rangefinder.
0: Now, I was lucky enough to see one of these, um, not at uh, last year's Dubai Air show, but at the previous Dubai Air show that I went back in 2018. Mm. um, Saw one of these up close and personal on the stand. And if you've ever seen one of these close up with all the ordnance underneath the wings, um, I took a few pictures actually at the time. Mm. They are literally like flying tanks. These things are just like, you know, you wouldn't want to upset one of these, mm. you know, on a night out because they would, you
1: know, be beat cross. Be beat, beat cross, <laughs>
0: and they are they're, they're, they are literally they are literally like flying tanks, fully loaded up with you know, it's just amazing these aircraft. How wow. they even get off the ground with all the ordnance underneath is uh, amazing.
1: Mind you uh, you, see, yeah, but you see, I would say that about any aircraft, full stop. Well, <laughs> like how, yeah. how the how the A three eighty gets in the air with all its people in it, I ju- I just can't I can't even get my head around that. Yeah. So.
0: Last yep, story, last then, story, yep. and uh, Air this, Force magazine, this, is a, this one. This is a, con- well, this is a, a kind of um, a passenger conversion, which yeah, is uh, obviously... Yeah, a-
1: absolutely. Say so. Air Force magazine, airforcemag.com. And the headline is, Goldfiend USAF won't use KC-46 unless it has to. So Chief of Staff General David Goldfein told the Senate legislators on the 3rd of March the service will not use the new KC-46 tanker unless absolutely necessary to fight a power adversary, uh, a powerful adversary, sorry, the wide-ranging Senate Armed Services Committee hearing, the first of multiple chances the Air Force has this week to argue for its $169 billion budget request, continually circled back to the Pegasus tank most pressing issue, its faulty remote vision system. Uh, The RVS uh, is supposed to let airmen see where the plane's refuelling boom is in relation to an aircraft it is trying to gas up. But at around 10 feet from the receiver aircraft the RVS doesn't focus well enough to connect, sometimes causing the operator to hit the nearby plane. Uh, I I think we covered this story, didn't we, I think uh, a a while ago. Um, and we are meeting every day on that topic the Air Force Secretary Barbara Barrett said it is really one of the highest priorities in the building she reiterated the Air Force's intent to find a solution to the RVS problem by the end of March Uh, Boeing's new Chief Executive Officer David Callorn uh, committed to me that the KC-46 was his top military priority and he was going to do what was required to fix it Uh, Goldfein said I have seen a change in behaviour of that company since he took over. That's why we're more confident sitting here today than we have that we have a serious fix on the table. The KC 46 is slated to be ready for operations in 2023 or 24, but Goldfiend still isn't comfortable enough with the tanker to let it fly regular missions. Instead, the Air Force will only send it into battle with highly trained crews if absolutely necessary without an RVS fix in place. Airmen would not only deal with blood. Blur- Blurry vision, but also issues like a blinding glare off of the receiver plane on clear sunny days. If we go to a high uh, end contingency we will put every KC-46 we have into the fight, Goldfein said, of a conflict with a country like Russia or China. We don't use it for day-to-day operations, but it will be made available for a contingency. In addition to refuelling, Pegasus is built to perform aircraft and aeromedical missions. Goldfein said that the Air Force is still in the process of certifying the KC-46 for aeromedical flights. The jets will begin aeromedical missions as soon as certification is complete. So the KC-46 itself is a $32 billion, 179 jet program expected to deliver aircraft into the late 2020s after the Air Force received its first Pegasus more than a year behind schedule. The service is buying about a dozen of the aircraft each year, though its top uniformed officer said uh, the product isn't worth the cost right now. He added that the service and Boeing also need to determine a schedule for retrofitting already built tankers With the new RVS, the Air Force hopes that improvements to the KC-46 will help stop its tanker shortage from worsening as it looks to retire some of the KC-135s and the KC-10s in the fiscal year 2021 and beyond. So a little bit
0: of uh, knowledge on the KC-46. Obviously, most of you will know it's um, based on the 767. A very popular aircraft for Boeing. Um, Matt can go down and buy one of these tomorrow if he likes for um, just a shade, around $240, uh, $240 million. As long as it's not a
1: 757, no, that's seven six. 76,
0: fine. this is totally different. Um, <laughs> you can just go and buy one of these. Um, right. Okay. Powered by uh, Max Flight would be happy. These are powered by Pratt & Whitney, PW4062 turbo fans. Maximum speed, uh, Cruise uh Point uh, eight six or 570 miles an mm. hour uh, range of 6385 nautical miles um, global uh, is possible with in-flight refueling on that as well and as Matt said um, can be used for carrying patients yeah uh, absolutely in yeah. Uh, in built-in uh, yeah. aer- aeromedical evacuation stuff, uh, but can also still carry 114 passengers if need be. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So there it's, we go. It's, um, yeah, I, I, do, I do get, a, sometimes I do wonder wonder that all this transparency with various governments is is you know, why, why are you telling, you know, you, you, they mentioned both China and Russia in that article as, you know, if they were to go, why would you tell them essentially then that you've got a problem with your KC-46 tanker? <laughs> Just me? Okay. Fair enough. Uh, well, that's where we bring the uh, military se- segment and indeed the show more or less to a close. That's the lot for this week, really. Uh, social media, do please uh, search for us on there. You'll find us uh, on social media by searching for Plane Talking UK. Our WhatsApp number, which Carlos is in charge of, so you can get hold of him <laughs> whenever know. you like. Whenever you like. I-, I personally recommend about a half to three o'clock in the morning. Yes. Uh, that's plus 447572249166. Six. That's plus 4475. Five seven two two four nine one six six. The email for the show is podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Uh, the website, www.plaintalkinguk.com. Uh, there you can buy some fabulous T-shirts and maybe one day mugs if we can ever get the price down. And uh, why not subscribe to us if you haven't done so already on our YouTube channel? You'll get notifications when we go live and you can help shape the conversation of the show by joining us in the chat room. Go to www.youtube.com and again, search for Plain Talking UK. Uh, we mentioned it earlier on our website you've got the Amazon link you can do your shopping through I've that link that. Uh, which uh, Carlos apparently has used <laughs> uh, that way you can contribute to the show without actually having to physically put your hand in your pocket for other than what you were buying already <laughs> uh, and of course uh, Patreon is a service that we use here we've got some wonderful Patreon donators that, that Nev was telling us all about earlier in the show uh, take yourself to, and in fact actually while I, was, while I was doing that I managed to uh, to bring it up so there we go you can take yourself to www.patreon.com and you can search for plain talking uk Mm -hmm. and that's how you can subscribe to the show
0: now nev has got a very important piece of news for everyone now for those of you who've been listening to the show for the last nine weeks will know that we obviously uh we've got the um you know, oh, the, we've yes. been playing the amazing interview with uh, Captain John Hutchinson. Now, Nev,
2: what's the news? Well,. Uh, Due to popular demand, uh, we are going to make it available uh, as a YouTube playlist so you can see every single one of the episodes, all nine of them, uh, whenever you wish. And that's going to go live on our YouTube channel uh, from quarter past nine UK time tonight. Um, So that will be worthwhile looking at again, I think, if you want to uh, refresh your memory about how... Fantastic it was. Uh, it was talk. a
1: great series, wasn't it? We enjoyed it. I mean actually I feel a bit bereft because it is all over. I can't believe that it's it's all done.
0: Actually don't forget for those of you who, who love the series and I know we all love the series, mm. if you do love the series as much as we all did, and you've watched it, don't forget to share that link with your friends and yeah, family. Because you? you can just mm. on YouTube, you can click on the share link and you can share mm. the link to the to the whole series uh, via YouTube or WhatsApp. And let all your friends and family watch uh, that series as well.
1: Uh, yeah, don't forget also there was a... Um, uh, we did a series previously, didn't we, um, with um, Sir Richard Johns, didn't we? We did, as well. yeah, that, Sir those, Richard those, Johns. Those, uh, that's also uh, available for you to watch on our YouTube uh, channel uh, as well. That was a great series as well. I know. We just keep... The bar is so high now. I know. That, I, know. I mean, Matt Nev, Nev how are step go- Yeah, how are you going to top this one, Nev?
2: <laughs> i don't know uh, i'm still working on uh, a plan about who we can talk to next um, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah i i'm i'm delighted with how those uh yeah those two interviews turned out and, uh, i i think thanks to Nick for, for doing
1: it for I, I i think a i think a uh, an exclusive interview with Sir Richard Branson i think no,
2: no, no, no willie
0: walsh
1: what willie walsh
2: who's willie walsh never oh. Uh, the CEO of uh, International Airlines Group, uh, the parent company of BA. Oh,
1: oh, <laughs> IAG Group. Oh, I do apologise. Oh, OK. Ooh, oh, I should have known that, really, shouldn't I? Yeah. I, yeah. We'll I think we are better end the show then, haven't we? I, I have a hole to dig out of. Me. I know. <laughs>
0: yeah. So thanks to everyone who has joined us in the YouTube chat room this evening all the usual family members in there, thanks to everyone, mm. and some also some new members as well in the yeah. chat room, so thanks to joining us that, on give the show. Give them a roll call, because we didn't do that in the top of the show, did we? So, let's have a quick breeze through the list of everyone, I hope, I hope I won't miss anyone. Uh, obviously, we, we had uh, Captain Rick Bell in yep. earlier, but he had to leave. Yeah, uh, he, Cap- he, had, he was actually watching whilst at work. He was at work, is, yeah. I know. Whilst flying, hopefully not. Uh, uh, Pilot <laughs> Pip was in there, our main man, Micah, Jenny in Rome, Tanya W, Chris Griggs, Mash was is also in there. uh, Stephen Howland, hello and welcome to you. MBF, uh, Matthew Bunting Frame, hello to you. Uh, Tanya W, I'm scrolling down the list, hopefully I'm not missing one. And obviously, Owen. Because Owen is uh, the legend, oh. and uh, well, we're Stuart Hunt. Hello to you, Stuart Hunt.
1: And Do you remember Stuart? He, I, remember. He, he Cause was, cause yeah. I remember Stuart. Yeah, we, uh, that was our hundredth show, 100th show. in in the
0: um, in the Vulcan, and also our resident um, medic, Doctor Steph, ah. has been in the chat room.
1: Richard Adams as well
0: tonight. Hopefully, um, Jonathan Warner, yeah. our resident photographer for uh, for the the aircraft type stuff, is in there as well. Loves his grey stuff. <laughs> the Air Stig. hello to you, the Air Stig. Uh, he's quite, quite busy on the old uh, PTUK WhatsApp line. So oh, is he hello good? Good, USD. that's it, yeah, yeah. I know. And, uh, yeah, to everyone else as well, not forgetting as well, everyone who downloads the show as an audio download, Absolutely. thank you for doing that. And if you do, download the audio show through iTunes, just if you have five minutes of your time spare, possibly tomorrow while you're having your scrambled eggs on toast, just leave us a little review on iTunes, and uh, that all helps to promote the show indeed
1: so right so what's everybody up to this week then so what have you got on your diary for this week Ooh,
0: uh i'm actually doing a exhibition um this week at uh, a very a very no a a a, a very big telecommunications center not far from here and you'll know what i mean yes, yes. Oh, okay very cool yes yeah, so okay. i should be there I, i'm actually doing an exhibition with my boss that's a bit local for you isn't i know it? yeah yeah wow. me and me okay. and stewart are going to do that one monday Excellent. um so we'll, we'll have a road trip together
1: so uh nev uh coronavirus aside any exciting <laughs> locations to do- oh, oh, oh no that's it i've got it now
2: <laughs> uh there is a possibility uh midweek of going to billund in denmark uh Ooh. the home of the uh plastic brick company uh-huh. um, other and, plastic
1: brick companies are available
2: <laughs> yeah um and then when i've come back from there uh mrs nev and i have got uh, a long weekend over in uh, bilbao in spain so the oh. northern uh, coast of spain for uh, the weekend and, and, and that I'm,
1: is the excuse you're using for not joining us next, next week I believe. i'm afraid so yeah. yes
2: nev
0: I'll... nev for god's sake do not forget your sunscreen
2: well, it's only twelve degrees, um, right. so it doesn't matter, Nev. You'll <laughs> no, burn no, no. anyway. No, no, no. We could put you
1: out in the I'll snow. I'll take my hand and
2: sanitizer it. as well. And yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could can, can save. You could save Bill Bow while you're there, can't you? <laughs>
0: uh, and don't forget your mask and yeah, everything absolutely. else. Oh, yes. yes. They'll, yeah.
2: they'll help. Oh, yes. I, I have to say that uh, there was uh, this week at the office. Um, there was a uh, a full on uh, evacuation from the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the building that we're in, we're up on the fifth floor, so it took a while to come down. Mm. And uh, honestly, there's people wearing masks, but not in the way that you would think. That there's people with them up on their forehead, <laughs> like some sort of LED torch. Love it! Yeah, <laughs> going back to what was it? What is it? Um, uh, Star Trek? Wasn't it? Was it Worf? Yeah, yeah. Worf. Cling- yeah, or, yeah, 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 I mean, that's... talk about a you know a, a, a wardrobe fail. Honestly, right? Very know. good. You uh, must wear it. Wear uh, it properly well quite yes uh, Jenny in Rome is saying
1: Nev get yourself a copy of Living Danishly to read on your trip it's great alright oh, I'll do that thank you yeah. anyway uh, we should wrap so up so that's now. it then
0: yep. for episode 308 of the Plain Talking UK podcast have a great weekend whatever you're doing enjoy your Sunday roasts from me and Matt here in the PTUK studios and Nev in the Nev Tech studios take care everyone everyone say bye-bye. bye 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 bye
3: bye